Hello and welcome to another episode of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, know that God honors and blesses those who diligently seek his word and put it into action. Or perhaps you're a longtime listener. Welcome back. You know, we learned from the book of Jeremiah As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. So be prepared to power up your life as you join me and others each week as we explore all things pertaining to Jesus. Now, as we prepare to center ourselves into God's presence, this benediction is going to come from Moses' brother, Priest Aaron. Now, a benediction is normally spoken at the end of a worship service, but because it's a blessing, I want to bless all of us right now, right up front. And this comes from the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Well, again, friends, welcome back. At the end of each podcast, I invite people to exercise their faith in the object of Jesus Christ. One could say my invitation is more of an encouragement. If you're asking why I'm so persistent and downright insistent, it's because according to David in Psalm 39 verse 4, David laments, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered and that my life is fleeing away. No matter how much money we have, how many people we know, or the amount of service we do for our churches, for the Lord, no one is able to add to life in terms of length of days, except, of course, Jesus. If there are important things in life we'd like to do, we best not put them off or put them aside. We must not neglect areas of our lives that really matter. Our spiritual life is one such area. You're never too far removed from God to be forgiven through his son's shed blood upon that cross at Calvary. I've found there are some people who prefer not to talk about Jesus' shed blood only because they're ignorant, meaning uninformed, of the enormous power that the blood carries. Stay with me here. As a community of believers who join together, we offer up our prayers to God by renouncing the evil things of the world. And we do this often by coming into agreement with what the word of God declares. So Father, today, we thank you for your blessings upon our lives, your touch in every situation, your favor, your peace, your goodness, kindness, humility, strength, power, and love. We stand upon your word found in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that says, we your people will be blessed in our towns and in the country. We'll have many children and productive fields. Our flocks and herds will be fertile. Our baskets will be overflowing with fruits and breads. Our storehouses will be filled with grain. We will be blessed both coming in and going out. 
God, your word promises that you will conquer our enemies when they attack. They will attack from one direction, but they will scatter from us in seven. We thank you for your promise to give us an abundance of good things in the land you swore to give our ancestors. You promised to send rain at the proper time from your rich treasury to bless all the work we do. We are grateful for your promise of lending but never borrowing. Lord, your word declares we will be the head and not the tail, always having the upper hand. We come into agreement with these declarations and plead Jesus' shed blood over every believer at the sound of my voice now. And we denounce sickness, lack, limiting mindsets, word curses, confusion, disease, pestilence, disillusionment, fever, inflammation, blindness, panic, and all other curses associated with disobedience written about in Deuteronomy chapter 28. We pray all of this in your son Jesus's mighty name. Amen. And you know, friends, today more than ever, it is our responsibility and obligation to understand what the word of God is teaching us. We've discussed the religious elites on many podcasts, think Pharisees or Sadducees, if you will. Their traditions and their interpretations and even applications of the laws had become as important to them as God's law itself. Their laws were not all bad. Some were even beneficial. However, problems arose when the religious leaders held on to false beliefs that man-made rules were equal to God's laws. They were telling people to obey the rules which they personally were failing to keep. And the rules they would obey were only so that they would look good, not to bring honor to God. Jesus wasn't in the practice of condemning what the teachers taught, but rather who and what they were, hypocrites. And the meaning of a hypocrite means actor. Matthew chapter 23 verse 5 puts it this way, everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside, and they wear extra long tassels on their robes. If you don't know what these prayer boxes were, they were made from leather and shaped into a box containing scripture verses. Very religious people would attach the box to either their forehead or their arm. And in Jesus's day, the elite wore them as status symbols rather than for the truth that was contained within them. And you know, most people have heard the story about David. In the event you need a refresher, here goes. When we think of David, traditionally we think shepherd, poet, giant killer, ancestor of Jesus. In short, we think of one of the greatest men within the Old Testament. But standing alongside of that list stands another. Betrayer, liar, adulterer, murderer. The Bible makes no effort to hide David's failures, yet he's respected for having a heart for God. We all may be able to relate more to David's failures than successes, but Luke recorded in Acts chapter 13 verse 22, 
But God removed him from the kingship and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, David, son of Jesse, is a man after my own heart, for he will do everything I want him to. David had complete, unwavering faith in God and in his forgiving nature. David sinned in his humanity, but was quick to ask for forgiveness in genuine sincerity. David never took God's forgiveness lightly, nor his blessings for granted. David experienced the joy of forgiveness, even when he had to suffer the consequences of his wrong actions. David teaches us that it's better to experience God's forgiveness than to avoid consequences. He learned from his mistakes and didn't keep repeating them. He accepted the consequences that result from those mistakes. David became the greatest king of Israel. He's also mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11 as a great example of faith. And in Psalm 17, David offers a plea to God. It was a plea for justice in the face of false accusations and persecution. David urges us to realize the true goal of life, to know God, and the true reward of life, to see God one day. Psalm 17, verse 3, David says, You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You've scrutinized me and found nothing amiss, for I am determined not to sin in what I say. As we learned earlier, David was not saying that he was sinless. He knew he wasn't pure. Nevertheless, his relationship with God was one of close fellowship. He was able to claim overall goodness based on continually seeking God. Friends, The power of one is all it takes to move mountains. One idea, one prayer, one man like David who turned his heart toward God, one revival, one pledge of allegiance, or even one church founder like Epaphras, who has founded the Colossian church while the apostle Paul was in Ephesus. Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 4 verse 12, a papyrus from your city, a servant of Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. He always prays earnestly for you, asking God to make you strong and perfect, fully confident of the whole will of God. This one man made the difference in the lives of many because of his earnest prayers for the believers, showing his deep love and concern for them. Have you ever taken part in a gathering where one lit candle is used to light another one and before long an entire group of people are participating in a candlelit vigil? They're solidified in unison with it with this light. Never underestimate what you alone can start. Of course, I'm not discouraging teamwork. We all know that teamwork makes the dream work. Yet we have a responsibility to better our society when the Holy Spirit gives us breakthrough ideas. We learn in the book of James chapter 5 verses 15 and 16, and their prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make them well, and anyone who has committed sins will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and 
wonderful results. This is a great reminder of one of the reasons we have the church. Members within the church need to band together in support of one another through prayer. When we're sick or suffering trials and or tribulation, fervent prayers from both congregants and church leadership are not only needed but necessary or pertinent for breakthroughs. Many churches have established elders and deacons for this specific purpose. This group of men are both responsive and sensitive to the needs of their members. And when James says the prayer offered in faith, he isn't talking about the faith of the sick person, but rather the faith of those joined together praying over the sick person. It's God ultimately who heals, not the faith. All of the prayers prayed to God must fall into God's will to have a positive outcome. And did you know that our prayers are a part of the healing process? God doesn't need our prayers, but he loves them. He loves hearing from his children. As Christian believers, our all in all, our most potent and powerful resource is communion with God through prayer. The results are often staggering. When people see prayer as a last resort rather than a first line of defense, this is a backward position. Prayer must come first. God's power is infinitely greater than ours, which is why it makes sense for us to place our faith in the object behind our prayers, none other than Jesus. You see, when we end our prayers in Jesus' name, amen, that isn't a tagline. It's a declarative statement. A well-known preacher is quoted as saying, there are no atheists in foxholes. Carry that with you today. And friends, if you have not been spiritually reborn, wouldn't now make a good time? God made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess belief in his son Jesus by professing with their mouth. Listen to what the apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. When we place our trust in Jesus, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God. Our sin was placed on to Jesus at his crucifixion. His righteousness is given to us at our conversion. While we can never repay this extraordinary and extravagant gift of kindness, back to Jesus, here's what we can do. We can show him gratitude by growing and making efforts to obey him, deepening our relationship daily. Today, friends, if this is you, respectfully, I'm challenging you to take a bold step of courage. Place your faith into action behind the appropriate object, and that object is none other than Jesus Christ. Repeat after me if you want saving salvation. Father God, today I'm repenting of sin, meaning I'm changing my ways of thinking. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart, taking up permanent residence. I am confessing your shed blood washed away my previous sin, my present sin, and my future sin from the top of my head to the soles of my feet upon that cross at Calvary. Amen. 
Friends, if you prayed this prayer of salvation, you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. And consider growing by joining a good Bible-based church, surrounding yourself with other like-minded believers who will build up and help to edify your faith in Jesus. Now allow me to be the first person to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your lifetime. Friends, congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast airs on Wednesdays when we're not in the middle of a series. So tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, different books of the Bible, how to be joyful, what love in action looks like. Why is the Old Testament still relevant to today? Why are we under grace and no longer under the law? What does that mean? Biblical trust and so many more topics. So I'm inviting you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on an adventure of all things Jesus. So please join me. And if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe Making And that will ensure that you're going to get the latest releases as they become available. And friends, occasionally I do reference my book with the same title as this podcast, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you find the content to be inspiring or compelling, you can pick up a copy from my website at pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. But importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'm going to find a way to get a free copy into your hands. I'm not just trying to sell books. I'm trying to get rigorous biblical information into your hands so that you can make an informed decision for your life. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word waiting for you to read it. Until next time, remember you have been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. And the apostle John sends us away with this blessing as the last sentence in Revelation. It comes out of chapter 22, verse 21. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.